0: of special faith. So you may be seated. Praise God. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the children's ministry. We're going to talk along the lines of special faith. You know, God wants to do some special things through special people outside the house of God. He wants to do some awesome things through you and through me. Some of you are not convinced of that. I said God wants to do some awesome things through you. You know, when you look at the book of Acts, you'll see that the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the glory of God didn't happen in the church house. They happened out there in the streets. Now certainly we're going to have them in here. And certainly we're going to see the glory of God in here. But God wants you to get so filled with the fullness of God that you just go out from this place and you spill out the glory of God all over the place. Hallelujah. Filled. Everyone say filled. With all the fullness of God. So open your Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to look at verse 7-11. Now I know the value of the word of the Lord and I know the value that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So if we're going to have faith for the glory, we need to teach on the glory. If we're going to covet earnestly the gifts of the Spirit, we need to know what they are. We need to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are all supernatural. They are not natural. They are supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit given by the Holy Ghost, to every man as he wills. Now you can't turn these gifts on and off as you will. It is as the Spirit wills. But I have discovered that the Spirit is very willing. I have discovered that He's more willing than we understand and we realize. So if you if you'll make yourself available to Him, He'll use you. Make yourself available to Him, and He will use you. Come to a place of understanding of what these gifts are. Come to understanding and come to revelation, and then be expectant and prepared for the the Lord to use you. Amen. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want us to look at uh, verse 7 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So when these gifts are in manifestation, it is profitable. Amen. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit. Now notice with me, to another faith by the same Spirit, that's what we'll be covering tonight, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. Now read verse 11 with me. But all these worketh, that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, Father, we approach your word humbly. We thank you for the presence of the Lord that permeates our very being. We thank you that this atmosphere in here is charged with your goodness and with your glory. I pray now, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Help us to know what belongs to us. Help us to see through your word things perhaps we've never seen before. Help us to hear things we've never heard before. And Lord, we praise you for the watering of the word. And we know that you will give the increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Now there's nine manifestations of the glory or the gifts of the spirit. There are the revelation gifts. The word of wisdom. There is the word of knowledge. There is discerning of spirits. The uh, revelation gifts reveal something by the Holy Ghost. And then there are three power gifts. The gift of special faith. The working of miracles. The gifts of healings. And then we've already looked at the three utterance gifts. Does anyone know what they are? Okay. There's tongues. Tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. What's the third one? Prophecy. Prophecy. And these manifestations of the Spirit are given to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. The utterance gifts say something. They say something to us to build us up. Now tonight, let's look again at 1 Corinthians twelve nine. It says, to another faith by the same Spirit. Now, I think it's interesting that the Amplified Version says of that verse, to another wonder-working faith, wonder-working faith, the gift of the spirit of faith is all call, also called special faith. One translation says great faith. Now, we need to understand that there are different categories of faith in the Word of God. When we're talking about faith, we're not talking about what faith are you of. Are you of the Catholic faith? Or are you of the Lutheran faith? That has really nothing to do with Bible faith. Now, we will notice in the Word of God these categories of faith. And yet, all faith works by saying. All faith works by a declaration. Faith must be spoken for that which is believed to come to pass. Faith speaks. Faith declares. Now notice with me, and I think it will become more clear as we go along. I want you to notice the book of Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1, and let's look at verse 4. You know, because some people immediately think, well, there's special faith. And this special faith is given by the Spirit, and it's as the Spirit wills, so that leaves me out of all faith. No, it doesn't leave you out at all. Look with me at Titus chapter 1, and we'll notice in verse 4. Titus, the first chapter. And notice with me in verse 4. It says to Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, after the common faith. I think it's interesting how he points out that Titus was his son in the faith and you are a participant of common faith. And then he goes on to say grace, mercy and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is a common faith. Now look with me over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. The book of Ephesians chapter 2. And notice this in verse 8 and 9. How do men and women get saved? They get saved by hearing the word. And what comes as a result of hearing the gospel preached? Faith Faith comes. In other words, the ability to believe what has been preached comes as the word of the Lord is spoken. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. It says, For by grace are you saved through what? For we are saved by grace through faith. And he says, and that not of yourselves, it is, what? Okay, so this common faith, this everyday faith, this general faith, belongs to every person who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You already have faith. You do not have to try to get something that has already been given to you in Christ Jesus. Now look at Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Say this with me. I have. I have, I have faith. I have faith. It, came it came to me. In a measure. In a measure. At the time. At the time. I, was I was born again. See you have faith. It is the faith. That overcomes the world. It is the faith. That brings the world to its knees it is the faith that you use to receive from the Lord by now notice with me in Romans chapter 12 verse 3 it says here for I say through the grace for by for by grace are you saved for by grace are you saved through what he says for I say through the grace given unto me not to, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, now notice this with me, according as God has dealt to who? Every man. To every who? Every man the measure of faith. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Now we know that every man in the world does not have faith. Because you have to understand the context in which Paul wrote this letter to the church at Rome. And in the first chapter, he addresses the church at Rome and says, To all that be in Rome, beloved of God. So, to all that are in Rome that have participated in the new birth and that have been born again. Are there beloved of God in the Bay Area? Are there people all across this Bay Area that have called upon the name of the Lord and confessed Jesus as Lord and have been given a measure of faith? So now say it with me. I have a measure of faith. Now turn with me to Mark 11. And let's look at verse 22 and verse 23. It's going to take some time to go through this gift of faith because it is such a huge subject. But we got months, we got years, we'll just stay camped out in the gifts of the Spirit, glory to God, if it takes till the rapture of the church. And we'll have the manifestations of glory. Ooh, Glory to God, I'm believing, I'm expecting, I'm prepared. How about you? Now notice with me, common faith, saving faith, the measure of faith. These are not what 1 Corinthians 12 talks about in the area of special faith. Different categories. Now notice with me, in Mark 11 verse 22, the Bible says, Jesus answered saying unto them, have what? Have faith in God. Now, would he tell us to have faith in God if it weren't possible for us to have faith in God? Absolutely not. He's a just God. He's not telling you to have something that is out of your reach. One translation says of that, have the faith of God. Amen. Or we could say it this way, have the God kind. Amen. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Have the God kind of faith. Right. 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 It doesn't say that you are God. It doesn't say that you are divine. But it says, in Christ Jesus, you have The God kind of faith. That's powerful. The question I have for you tonight is what are you doing doing with it? Are you using it? Are you developing it? Now, in the natural realm, we all have muscles, right? Some people have bigger muscles than others. Some people are more developed in their physical frame than other people are you got to do is look around i mean you can see some people that probably be easy for them to bench press 400 500 pounds then there's others of us who just you know push 40 you know just to get some exercise okay but the same set of muscles by and large are given to everyone Everyone's given the measure of faith. Yet some people are more developed in their faith than others are. Why and how? Through use. Through exercise. Through feeding on the Word of God. See, any nutritionist will tell you that if you're going to develop and you're going to be healthy over the long haul, you've got to eat right. You can't just put a bunch of junk in your body all the time and expect to get optimal results with this temple. This body is mortal. This immortality is going to, you know, I mean, this mortal is going to put on immortality one day, but the day ain't yet. And the Bible says the, the outward man is decaying. Thank God the inward man is being renewed day by day. So anyone will tell you, if you're going to have a strong temple, you've got to feed it right. It's got to be exercised properly. Well, it's the same thing with your faith. You can't feed your spirit a bunch of junk. You can't feed on poison. You can't feed on false doctrine. You can't feed on three points in a poem from the Reader's Digest. You can't even feed on some radio preacher stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not putting anyone in particular down, but I'm telling you what, you got to watch what you eat. Because you is, and I is, and we are what we eat. I think some sermons should come with a nutritional label on it. When you go pick up a CD, okay... 20% religion, 15% man's opinion, 30% filler, 10% reader's digest, 1% word. You can't live like that. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We must feed on God's Word. It is life. It is medicine. It is health. It is strength. It is your life. It's my life. I wouldn't be alive today without the Word. In Him we live. In Him we move. And in Him we have our being. There's life in the Word. Oh Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And the Spirit of God is the Spirit of life. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Make you leve dea. So you feed on the word of God. And you exercise your spirit by praying in the spirit and by praising in the spirit and by worshiping in the spirit. And you will grow so very, very strong. Oh, and the enemy shall not be able to take you out, but you shall go from strength to strength and glory to glory. And you'll begin to enjoy the good things that I prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. 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 Whoo, glory. I receive it, don't you? Oh, Brachishe Feteng de la Doce Pretile. Hallelujah. For God has foreordained and planned things way before the beginning of time for you and for me. He called you before you were in your mama's womb. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. So, anyway, stay on the path. Stay in the Word. Amen. Something sounds funny to you, it's probably because it is. Yeah. Amen. Something seems weird to you, it's probably because it is. Yeah. And you don't have to judge people, but you can certainly judge what's taking place. Yeah. We don't have to fall for everything hook, line, and sinker. We don't have to... Be- ah, well, I'm not going to get on. Okay. <laughs> Yes, We don't have to believe everything that is prophesied over the airwaves. It's got to bear witness with your spirit. The Holy Spirit and your spirit are hooked up together. And the Word of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord always are in agreement. If one of them's out of whack, just mark it down. This could be funny. All right. Woo! Hallelujah! Where were we? We're talking about faith. We're talking about faith. And we're in Mark 11, right? Okay. So verse 22, Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. And then he tells us how the God kind of faith works. Look at verse 23 with me, if you would, please. And let's read that together. Ready? Everyone read with me. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, keep that up there for a moment, because we're going to feed on this for a while. I mean, if it takes us three, four weeks to teach on the gift of faith, we got three or four weeks. We want to get this. We're in school, amen? We're in the school of the Spirit and school of the Word of the Lord, amen? Notice, I love the end of that. It says, But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now notice, couple the word whosoever and whatsoever. Whosoever, that's you. Whatsoever is what you're declaring. But what you're saying must be based on the word. You can't go off half cocked and just say a bunch of things that don't line up with the word of God. It will not come to pass. And not only that, you cannot go beyond your measure of faith. You cannot go beyond where you are at in faith. I remind you that he said, I want you to think soberly. I want you to think soberly. Because I've dealt to every man the measure of faith, but there's people that are more developed in their faith than there are others. Now that's not a put down and that's not a condemning thing. That's just a fact. How many of you know we're all growing? Yes. And we're going from faith to faith. Amen. So don't try to operate up here when you're down here. Yeah. This is where a lot of people fall and stumble and get into foolishness and presumption. Trying to go beyond where they're at. Now, La Pari Ne Shileto. Don't misunderstand me. There are times when the Spirit of God will come upon you and drop the gift of faith, special faith on you, and you'll use your faith to the degree that you have, and then He'll take over. And glory to God, it shall come to pass. Amen. And we need to teach on that so that you can have understanding of that. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we need to define. And we need to... Amen. Glory to God. So, whosoever and whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Are you a whosoever? Yes. Well, I like this. Whosoever <laughs> shall have whatsoever, he saith. So, the Lord is telling us about common faith, the measure of faith, saving faith. We all have it. And then he shows us in verse 23 how this measure of faith operates it operates by believing and saying. There's two components to faith that are very, very necessary. Believe in one's heart and declare with one's mouth. That is the way that faith is released. It will not operate properly if it's not believed. And this is a very important point as well. You must come to a place where you believe. We do not take believing for granted. How many of you know that Abraham came to a place where he was fully persuaded? In other words, God said, I've made you a father of many nations. And Abraham looked around and he saw Sarah and he looked at himself. And the scripture says he didn't consider his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And then it goes on to say, and being fully persuaded. That what God had promised, he was able to perform. See, it wasn't on God's end, it was on Abraham's end. What if Abraham had been partially persuaded? He needed to get to a place where he was fully persuaded. Amen? So, whatever degree you're at, get to that place of being fully persuaded. And then the gun is cocked. (laughs) And it's ready to be released. Amen. Hallelujah. So do you see that principle in there? Be removed, be cast as he shall not doubt his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now look at verse 24. Everyone say common faith. Common faith. Saving, faith, saving faith. The of faith. The measure of faith. Or general faith. Or general faith. We all have it. Amen. We all have it. I said, we all have it. Notice in verse 24. Notice the Master said, Therefore, because of this, because I've given you the measure of faith, because you have the God kind of faith, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Your desires must be based on the Word. It must be based on what the Spirit is giving you. And so he says, what things soever you desire. Now notice this. When you pray. Not when you see. Not when you feel. Faith has nothing to do with feelings. He said, we don't look at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Come on somebody. So, when you pray... Feel that you receive them. No. 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 He says, when you pray, at that particular time, believe. At the time you pray, believe that you receive them. Where do you receive them? You receive them right down here. You have to have it in here first before it shows up out here. Are you listening to me? When you pray believe that you receive them and he says and you shall have them now when will you have them you will have them when you believe that you have received amen i can hear dad hagen say faith always ends in the glad confession it's mine i have it now just raise your hand right now and say that with me it's mine I have it now. Say it again. It's mine. I have it now. It's mine. It's yours. Believe that you receive them in its invisible form, and then you shall have them in its visible form. That's a direct quote from F.F. F. Bowser's book, Christ the Healer. Believe that you receive them in its invisible form, And you shall have them in its visible form. Because something invisible is invisible doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Come on, on, saints. Because something is not seen or perceived by your five physical senses does not mean it doesn't exist. Glory to God. Now, I can tell you that I own 500 acres of farmland in Wisconsin. I can tell you that. Okay? But you can't see it. And somebody would stand up and say, I want some proof of that, pastor. Well, I pull out the deed which says I have 500 acres of farmland in Wisconsin. This is my title deed. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the title deed, the evidence of the proof or the proof that we do what we do not see actually exists and belongs to us. Amen. Sometimes the only evidence you have is this word. But ain't it more than enough? Isn't the word more than enough? Isn't by His stripes you were healed more than enough? Isn't Philippians 4.19 that says He'll meet your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus? Isn't it more than enough?
1: Hallelujah!
0: It's more than enough. So we don't get... We don't fall apart. When there's a bad report. We don't fall apart. When things look like they're going downward. In the area of finances. We are too upheld. To fall down. He's upholding. You. He's upholding me. By the word of his power. You just watch and see. Things are going to turn around. For some of you and your businesses. Things are going to turn around for you and your body. Glory to God. Say it with me. I got a title deed. I got me a title deed. It's the Word of the Lord. It is my proof. It is my evidence of what I don't see, I don't feel, I don't taste, actually exists. So... Faith always ends in the glad confession. It's mine. It's mine. What? It's mine. I have it now. You are sitting in a building that came as a result of people's faith. You sit in a sanctuary of 600 seats. This is... The house that faith built. This is a temple that faith built. And this is a temple that faith will pay off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, glory glory to God. Glory to God. I wouldn't live any other way. How about you? I exhort you to start living by faith. Some of you are hearing this for the very first time. Keep coming. Keep feeding. Let the sombre shea, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It'll give you wisdom. Hallelujah. And when you start seeing breakthroughs, and you're going to see them, and you have seen them in days past, but more breakthroughs are knocking on your door. There's opportunities all around us. Like we were praying and prophesying on Sunday night about increase. Oh, glory to God. When those things come to pass, number one, make sure you give God all the glory. Number two, don't back off from your position and your posture of faith, but keep moving forward. Go on now to another place of victory. Once victory has come, in other words, I believe what the Lord is trying to say to us tonight, and I'm not doing all that great of a job communicating it, I believe what the Lord is trying to say to us tonight is this, is don't rest on your laurels. You know what I mean? You know what the Lord's saying? Don't back off. But keep moving. So number two, don't rest on your laurels. And then number three, testify, testify, give a testimony, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, don't consider it a small thing when you get a 50 cent raise. Don't consider it a small thing when someone hands you a dollar bill. Don't consider it a small thing when you get a job that maybe isn't the perfect job, but it's a job. Be thankful where you're at and God then will be able to take you on to another place and to a higher place. We're coming up! We're coming up Start where you're at. Give where you're at. Serve where you're at. And Let the Lord take that which seems little in the natural and multiply it. Glory to God. And cause you to increase and become ruler over many things. Say it with me. I have a measure, I have a measure. of the God kind. So number three, testify, testify. And then number four, teach your children. Teach your children. Show them, celebrate what the Lord has done. And celebrate right in the living room while they're texting. Ah, Come on somebody, help this Pentecostal preacher out right now. Celebrate the goodness of the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Celebrate! Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate. Celebrate His goodness. Testify of what He has done. Take your little babies by the hand if you have them take your grandchildren by the hand and say, you see this? The Lord provided that for us. You see this beautiful day that we're enjoying at this wonderful park? We're only here because of the grace of God and He supplied the need for us to go there. You see this beautiful meal that we're about to partake of? This wonderful barbecue and this wonderful fellowship, it is because of His goodness. Yes. Oh, yes. Amen. It's because of the Lord. Look what the Lord has done. And you know, son, and you know, daughter, that if He's done it for me, He will do it for you. Amen. Amen. Ooh, celebrate the goodness of the Lord for He is worthy to be praised. Amen. Woo! Celebrate the goodness of the Lord for he is worthy to be praised. I remember that song. That's a good one. Hallelujah! Woo! This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. <laughs> I can't sing it like PT can. We may be singing that in a service coming up. So celebrate. Celebrate. Be thankful. And then lastly tonight, look at Galatians chapter 5. It's getting so easy to preach in this place. I mean, it was always easy, but thank God for liberty. Amen. And you know something? you got a lot to do with that. Much to do with it. Mucho. Mucho to do with it <laughs> so bring your spirit here and your body here on Sunday mornings and pull and pray, and that which would try to hinder will be swallowed up by the presence of God. Amen. We got there Sunday morning, we got over into the edge of it Sunday morning to where the uh, the the power of God overcame the resistance of the latecomers. And the power of the Lord and the glory of the Lord just begin to envelop them anywho. But we've got to have a core that's going to believe. We must have a core of prayers. A core of people that will pull. Amen? Now in Galatians chapter 5, We've looked at common faith, saving faith, the God kind of faith, the measure of faith. Now notice this with me in Galatians, the fifth chapter. And we'll get into special faith next week, (laughs) Lord willing. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. How many of you know the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit? Verse 22 of Galatians 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, what is it? Love, Love. let's go ahead and say them. Joy, Joy. peace, Peace. long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. That's powerful. In other words, when we're operating in these fruit of the Spirit, oh, glory to God, we're in a good place. But I wanted you to pay particular attention to the word faith there. Did you see it? The Bible speaks of the fruit of the Spirit is faith. Did you know that literally in the Greek, that word faith there is faithfulness? Everyone say that word faith Faith. in Galatians Galatians 5 is not common faith, not talking about the measure of faith, not talking about special faith, but it's talking about the fruit of faithfulness. You see that? Does God want his people to be faithful? Yes. Are there benefits of being faithful? Yes. I can think of a couple right now. He preserveth the faithful. Yes. Proverbs 28:20 20, The faithful shall abound with blessings. blessings. Yes. God is looking for a people that will be found faithful. Every one of us have been given the stewardship of time, some talents and giftings, and some treasures. And the Lord is saying, I want my people to be faithful because I want to take them on in the things of God. Faithful. Faithful to be in church. Yes, you are faithful. Faithful to bring your very best to the Lord. Faithful to be all there. And then faithful to use what He's given you. He hasn't given us all the same thing. But what He has given us, we must be found faithful. And listen, friends, that is a part of developing the fruit of the Spirit. That's a part of spiritual maturity. How many of you desire to mature and to grow in faithfulness. Let's all stand up and thank him for his word tonight. Amen. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Let's lift up our voice and lift up our hands and thank him. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we stir ourselves up. I hope you've been stirred up tonight to to exercise your faith, to find out more about it, to develop it, to exercise it, to use it. Hallelujah. Oh, father, father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the liberty that we are experiencing in the realm of the Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that the people that are leading us into the presence of God in praise and worship are serious stewards of their gifts. And Lord, all we want is your presence. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, every head bowed and every eye closed.